Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hey, this is David Greiner, International Editor for Adweek. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, I want to set it up a little bit. Uh, we're trying something different this week. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, it is about agency consolidation, which uh, may not at first sound like the sexiest thing that you've ever heard of or, or talked about at parties. Uh, but I promise it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, learn a lot because this is a huge trend uh, in the ad industry. And in the past few years, we've seen uh, these agencies getting, uh, sometimes agencies that go back a long ways, uh, getting mashed together, especially at WPP, uh, the largest advertising company in the world. Uh, they they brought together uh, J. Walter Thompson and Wonderman to form Wonderman Thompson. They put VML and Y&R together to form VML and R. Uh, the Gray Group and AKQA becoming AKQA Group. And now uh, we've got a media merger uh, that's very, very large, which is the combination of Essence and Mediacom. So what's going on? Why are all these uh, brands within uh, these holding companies getting mashed together? Uh, this is a trend we're seeing across the industry. It's, it's happened in a big way at Dentsu and pretty much every holding company. Uh, why? What's the benefits? What's happening? And what does it say about the future? What does it say about the past of advertising and maybe some things that the industry got wrong uh, over over its history? My colleague Olivia Morley, who's a media agencies reporter here at Adweek, has been looking into this, talked to uh, some uh, you know objective experts and analysts who have been following this trend and have a lot of thoughts, both uh, big picture and directly on the Essence Mediacom merger. So uh, with no further ado, I will leave you with my colleague Olivia Morley to find out what's been happening with these consolidations and what's next. Hi, I'm Jay Patasol. I'm Principal Analyst at Forrester and I cover agencies. Hi, my name is Tom Denford. I am CEO and co-founder of IDcoms. I'm Greg Paul. I'm a founder of R3. Uh, we're an independent marketing consultant firm. We've been around for about 20 years. I think that a lot of people in the industry want to understand why something is happening. So not only like what is the news, but having that analysis behind it can be very valuable um, for people who 
you know, are trying to make sense of some of the non, some, some things that might seem nonsensical unless you have the background. Mm. So, you know, I think the big question is like, why do we have so many different agency brands under these holding companies? And why did that ever make sense? So that's question number one. Wow. That's a big topic. Okay. Let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, look, like most fairy tales, we need to start with Once Upon a Time and, uh, you know, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, this involves a very short person called uh, Martin Sorrell. Uh, And Once Upon a Time, he was head of uh, finance at a group called Saatchi and Saatchi. And he saw the opportunity to really start to thread together different companies, go public um, and, you know, drive the whole process through, um, you know, raising capital externally. Up, up until then, agencies were pretty happy to be private. And, you know, unlike law firms and accounting firms that are still private, you know, the agencies have decided to become public companies. And because of that public scrutiny and public uh, quarterly reporting, um, you know, part of the reason is that they've now decided to consolidate to get scale and, and, and drive... Um, you know, uh, mergers and acquisitions, much as other public companies have done. So um, this all started in the 80s and kind of continued through. Um, He moved on from Saatchi and Saatchi to found WPP, uh, you know, and and obviously Interpublic and Omnicom, which started a little earlier, have never really been as acquisitive as a WPP or or Dentsu or others to follow or publicists. But it has been a trend of the last 20 years. And then obviously... Within the holding groups, you're starting to see consolidation across agencies now. And not long uh, after that, Olivia, did the uh, these holding entities begin to shape and fashion separate media businesses. Uh, at the time when they were consolidating the agencies, both creative and media were together inside of Needham Harper Steers or uh, inside of... Um, uh, DDB, but then they they started to separate these 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 two groups and create separate companies, uh, separate P and Ls, and this uh, enabled them to uh, go after uh, different sources of revenue um, by by separating the lines of business. So explain to us why that separation ever made sense for the industry. Well, uh, I don't think that separation ever really made sense uh, for the betterment of the work, Uh, but it made good financial sense. Um, uh, And it also made sense for the way that budgets were being distributed inside of uh, companies um, and the way that financial arrangements were were shifting and changing um, uh, between marketers and agencies. Um, I think the first is is evident when you have two separate lines of business. There's the opportunity for more uh, revenue. The the second, and uh, as organizational designs were 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 inside companies were were, were changing, we were seeing uh, different leaders uh, emerge responsible for uh, different types of the of the marketing mix, and those created different divisions and uh, different uh, uh, budgets, um, and so. That that's part of it too. Um, the the last bit though is um, really the uh, the the way that agencies were being compensated. Uh, historically, agencies were, were were compensated through a commission and through media commission, uh, where it was uh, at one point as high as fifteen percent of the media budget went uh, to the agency uh, for its fee. 
no matter you know what what the responsibilities were um, in the 80s they began to start to think about uh compensating for services um that were not directly associated with the uh uh, with the media budgets, because often the the recommendations that they would get um, from creative would be run more media. Um, and, and of course, that was a, somewhat a self-serving recommendation, because if they run more media, then their 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 overall take from that uh, percentage would be uh, would be higher. Um, so by by separating the lines of business, they were able to separate the, the lines of uh, compensation and uh, and consequently creative was started to get compensated for uh, hourly rates and uh, for a time media was still a commissioned structure. You said that the acquisitions occurred mostly in the 80s and really I think in the last five years or so we've seen the consolidation within the holding groups specifically mm. for example with like a VML and YNR um, and so I would love to get a sense from you, like, why now? Uh, why are these entities coming together? And talk to us yeah. a little bit about um, some of the bigger ones and what they meant for the market. Well, you know, once Martin left uh, WPP, uh, I think the new management took a different strategy that, uh, you know, the path for growth was to come through um um, you know, organic growth rather than through acquisition. Um, you know, now at S4, he's managed to to generate, uh, you know, 23 acquisitions in the last four years. So he's continued that path. But the new management of WPP has very much felt that, um, you know, they need to consolidate and even, um, you know, uh, um, move away uh, some entities such as Kantar, which they sold 60% of to Bain Capital um, a couple of years back. Um but, you know, I think the consolidation has come more from a client-driven uh, need than anything else. You know, clients have consistently pressured the, you know, let's call them 20th century ad agencies, you know, WP, WPP like J. Walter Thompson, YNR, uh, Gray and, and Ogilvy, um, you know, have been under a lot of pressure to become more um, 21st century um, uh, entities. And because of that, um, there's, there's been a feeling that, you know, by merging Wonderman and J. Walter Thompson and by merging VML and YNR, by creating a AKQA group with, with Gray as part of that, that will give you, that will be the impetus to help, um, you know, bring a digital first mindset to those, um, to those entities. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. 
I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. They're very sprawling and complex uh, organizations. Um, at one point, Publicis had you know, over 1,200 different P&Ls. Um, that's not to say 1,200 separate companies, but uh, but 1,200 different P&Ls inside uh, the organization. Uh, WPP at once had 400 uh, different brands. And, and what that resulted in is uh, some confusion as to, you know, who does what, uh, what to buy. Um, and certainly a lot of, you would hire all the, the specialists that were necessary, digital, media, creative, mobile, social, CRM, and so on and so forth and assemble this, you know, this, 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 you know, knights of the, of the marketing round table, if you will, um, uh, to come together and work for the betterment of the brand and think back to this, this organizational chaos that we talked about of, of, you know, cross competitive and inner competitive agencies. And that round table was, you know, was really more like a, you know, a battlefield. We began the kind of this wave of, of, of companies, you know, coming together. Um, and, and we, I think one of the things that kind of tipped it off was the, um, was the consultants coming into uh, digital marketing and, and starting to buy ourselves uh, and, and, and put together these, more more or less end-to-end marketing offerings by acquiring different specialties, consulting, um, uh, CX consulting, um, digital development, mobile development, uh, data analytics, um, and 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 some uh, digital creative uh, capabilities, and pairing that with their existing technology implementation and business consulting practices that were already inside the consulting groups uh, and creating kind of more of an end-to-end marketing uh, operation. And then the agencies began to take their own, you know, disparate capabilities and pair them together in such a way that um, uh, that would create more cohesion and more integration across marketing. So you talked about one of the catalysts for this being the onset of the consulting entities in this industry. So for example, this could take the shape of Accenture Interactive acquiring Droga 5, correct? Yeah. Got it. And that became a threat to traditional agencies because Accenture had a single brand, correct? So if a client were to investigate its service offerings, they wouldn't be presented with 10 different possible solutions under 10 different brands. They would just be given Accenture Interactive. But what's interesting, Olivia, is this wave of consolidation inside uh, marketing services started on the creative side um, because the consultancies 
simply weren't interested in media for various reasons, whether it be their audit, auditing business or, 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 or otherwise that was a conflict. And it's only until recently that we began to see uh, a wave of media uh, capabilities starting to consolidate uh, together. WaveMaker it was the result of a merger between MEC uh, and Maxis. Um, but just, uh, just uh, you know, about 18 months ago, uh, Dentsu began to uh, consolidate some of its media operations by, by combining uh, iProspect uh, and a, a brand media agency, Visium. Um, and they did something similar with their Dins2x uh, uh, brand and 360i. And the intent there was to, to put m- more capabilities um, uh, together. Uh, both, you know, brand and performance capabilities, um, enabling them to be kind of more holistic across the uh, across the customer journey. This is something that's that's progressed, and the most recent, you know, version of which is um, Group M's uh, uh, consolidation, if you will, of uh, Essence and Mediacom. Now, what's interesting around the, the the Group M example is I think they were codifying something that had already been a practice um, in the marketplace for quite a while. In that that Essence and and the other uh, Group M agencies would often pitch together, um, and they and they would pitch in pairs and bring you know to clients a solution that included the the full service media that could be found inside. WaveMaker or MediaCom or Mindshare, plus the digital media specialties that are in inside Essence. Yeah, so the the Group M WPP structure is interesting. The they've been on a journey of consolidating brands, which was, I think, correct um, to to deliver. As I've said, you know, it's just simple simpler navigation for advertisers. I think having you know three operating companies merging. Uh, essence and MediaCom, I think, makes quite a lot of sense. It's one of the one of the uh, you know, prevailing desires of advertisers at the moment that we see is they want a real holistic view from their agencies uh, of both brand, you know, what you might call kind of brand communications, and then performance driving communications. Partly, a lot of that is driven by the fact that a lot of advertisers internally are quite siloed in those disciplines. You know what the you know the brand marketers could be a very very different part of the marketing organization, or even part different part of the organization to those that are driving you know direct to consumer sales or 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 you know direct sale or performance what you might call performance media. Um, so CMOs are trying to bring those things together internally. They want their agencies to reflect that, and I think the essence MediaCom. Uh, merger perhaps addresses, I think the main driver of that is to address the advertiser's desire to look at uh, brand and performance together, to look at long-term brand building and short-term business driving. Um, And again, the search for simplicity, that's what they want. So my last question for you here is, why do clients care about this? And how is all of this consolidation both within the agency brand structure going to actually impact them? And what could they see change? Well, you know, I, I'm still reminded of Mark Pritchard's from P&G's comment about, you know, your complexity is not our complexity. I think uh, agencies are con- continuing to building, build complex uh, holding company structures, but clients don't want that. They want a streamlined 
consistent process. It's why Coca-Cola ran a, a massive review to consolidate everything under uh, a single entity. Um, and you know, it's why other, other clients are also looking to get greater efficiency and effectiveness. So I think the, the challenge for WPP is going to be, you know, with this new structure, how to, how to consistently prove that it's, it's going to help be more efficient in the way they work with clients. And, and that's the ongoing challenge that all agencies are going to have. So if they're working with agencies, they don't want agencies with myriad different layers and complexity. Uh, what they want is simple, you know, simple holding company contracts, which work in their interests, give them some control and visibility, um, and are not, you know, layered, lots of complex layered uh, talent under lots of different holding company brands. So I think the trend now, as we're seeing now, in, in I think all the holding companies are trying to rationalize the number of agency brands they have. Certainly, the, certainly kind of above the water, Olivia, right? We're seeing like the big headline agency names consolidating. WPP has been doing a lot of work, obviously work over the last few years under Mark Reed's stewardship to simplify the brands uh, and the numbers of agencies by merging them together. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on the podcast and look forward to seeing you on another episode in the future. Thanks, Olivia. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.